going on everybody? Kelly Cavallaro here, one half of Seven Arrow Media, and welcome to the Honky Tonk Highway Friday edition, episode number three. Thank you all for joining me so far on this nice wild ride we have. If you haven't yet, please subscribe, like, follow our social media, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Stay up to date with what we post when we go live. And... Don't forget to turn in at the end of this video. I'm going to be announcing the five. Yes, we're going to five days next week. Five guests I have coming up next week. You're not going to want to miss this. So without further ado, he's originally from San Diego. Now resides on my coast over here in Charlotte, North Carolina. One of my good friends, the DJ himself, Mr. J.P. Potter. Welcome, J.P. to the show. Glad to have you here on this Friday afternoon. Thank you, thank you. Honestly, I thought I was going to be on Ellen. <laughs> no, you're not getting a car. Sorry, not doing that. <laughs> Just that quarantine time. Can't We can't be driving around anyway, really, right? Fair enough. So, all right, I'm, I'm going to ask the hard question first, one everybody wants to know. We're going to start this off right, right off the bat. What's it like being Harry's dad? You know, I feel like I don't get the recognition that I deserve, to be honest. I've yet to see a paycheck in the mail. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm dead. I'm a ghost, but I can't haunt anybody. This is this is crap, honestly. Uh, I will tell you. I had to. Still, I had to for the first one. <laughs> everybody to this day still thinks it's hilarious. When I give him my credit card at a store. And it says oh, James Potter. So you're his dad. <laughs> That's why I had to start with it. <laughs> why don't you, for those who don't know at home, why don't you give us a little backstory about yourself? So I have a child. His name is Harry. <laughs> okay. The real J.P. Potter, not the fictional James Potter from the books. Sorry. Let's clarify that. Wrong interview, guys. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Um, so I grew up in Southern California and started dancing when I was about 10 years old. Um, I don't know if it's a national chain pain cause I don't think we have them out here, but, um, Black Angus Steakhouse. Uh, doesn't ring a bell to me. So it was, it must've been a West coast thing. Anyway, they had a dance floor and me and my mom started showing up and taking lessons and kind of got hooked on it and that was actually the first place I DJ'd when uh if you want to call it that um <laughs> the DJ that <laughs> I did I push play I literally just push play the uh, DJ it was her birthday and some of the guys there decided to surprise her and shoved cake in her face and so there's 10 year old me standing outside the DJ booth going I can push play while you go clean up and from that point on, it just kept growing. That is so my next comment to you when you, when you need to leave. I can push play while you go clean up. I'm so doing that to you now. <laughs> um, got very active in the chat already, which I was, I was a little worried about how active the chat was going to be today with the absence of you in the chat and you on screen because um, you have been very active. Um, Big Jim wants to know, did you surf while living in San Diego? I did not. 
And anybody who has been to the West Coast understands that our water is freaking cold. <laughs> it is it is not nice like Florida water. It's it's just cold. You have to have a wetsuit if you stay out there too long. That is definitely what I've heard. I personally enjoy being on the water on the on the East Coast. It's nice and warm. So not going to It really play. is. It's it's a nice change. <laughs> Uh, you got people singing already in the in the chat. Um, I was told to ask you if you can sing us a little Ying Yang Twins today. Um, I heard that's your second um, your second hobby while now living in Charlotte. You're a big karaoke guy. Uh, Danny, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Sorry, that was too easy. Um, so I, I touched on it a little bit in the intro. Uh, I and you did too that you started out dancing. Obviously, you started out as a choreographer. Um, Choreograph a pretty well-known dance that's done pretty late night uh, deja vu. Yes, yes. Um, what got you from the transition to wanting to be an instructor, choreographer, to DJ? Honestly, it just kind of... Being on the West Coast, I kind of did both almost from the beginning. Yeah. Um, didn't have a whole lot of DJs out on the West Coast. So, yeah, I just I, I started DJing, I started choreographing, I started teaching, and that's that's what happened all three at once. I actually choreographed my first dance at I want to say eleven. Well, look at you, young and going going strong. <laughs> Will Craig says uh, we do have video of you singing in your uh, spare time. If uh, anybody would like to see that. <laughs> Oh, I know there's video. There's video from <laughs> Danny's comment. Can we share it? <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe maybe later we can uh, share that. <laughs> Jamie um, said, uh, Jamie wants to know if you I, just wanted to be a Louie wannabe. <laughs> I, I am I'm my, blah, 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 blah. I am my own person. Thank you very much. <laughs> Now, Louis, Louis is a great DJ, though, and there's a lot of things anybody DJing can learn from him. Yes, I'll agree with that. He uh, he was an amazing DJ, amazing DJ. He taught me tons of stuff and tons oh, of use, useful knowledge. Um, I spoke about Deja Vu. Um, what happens to be your favorite dance you've ever choreographed? Um, it would have to be Candlelight. Candlelight. I remember that one. I think that's actually the one you. I think actually that's the one you competed at the event where we met. Yeah, where I wore your pants. Yes, I, I think that what that was at Orange Blossom, wasn't it? I think it was. I think that I think that I competed was. at Marathon, Orange Blossom, and somewhere else to get qualified, qualified for. Yeah. All right. So the people who don't know how me and JP met is he actually got into my pants literally literally got into my pants so back in the right day on. uh ucwdc um the rules were you had to have wranglers you had to have a shirt with a yoke the cowboy hat and jp showed up to compete and uh he didn't have any pants and um that was back when we both wore i think it was like 30 or 31 waist or 32 waist. it was small we were both tiny back then um this was yeah and um Someone that we had a mutual friend, I think it was actually Guyton, came up and goes, Kelly, 
I need you to take off your pants. <laughs> and I go, whoa, 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 wait, what? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he goes, yeah. He goes, just, just do it. I know you have a spare pair. Go throw on your spare Wranglers. Take off your pants. Give him, give him your pair that you have on real quick. He's about to go on. <laughs> and um, that's how me and JP met. <laughs> Which, to this day, seems quite comical and funny that that's <laughs> how we met was sharing clothes. <laughs> yeah, and... Honestly, I don't think I had intended to compete that weekend. I don't think you did. I don't think because, none of us did because Jerry C. You had to wear Wrangler. You had to wear boots. Yes. You had to wear. You had to have a hat. Yes. And so I literally, like, pulled everything together from everybody there that I could. Like, you got pants? Cool. I got pants. You? Can, I need a hat. Let me wear your hat. Yeah, that's pretty much how it went. <laughs> For those of you who wanted I think to I show up. I think I borrowed a comp shirt from one of the vendors. <laughs> and I think I borrowed boots too. Uh, you probably did because I don't think you did intend. Yeah, it was a, that was a, a crazy, crazy time back then uh, when we just showed up and competed randomly. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I loved it though. I miss competition. Day. It was. Well, hey, hey, we have a competition. You can jump in. <laughs> Which one's that? You can still compete for World. You can still compete UCWDC Worlds. Oh, I could, yeah, but did you actually? Don't you have a recent world title? Yes, you do. Not technically. <laughs> yes, not technically, but didn't you and Melissa co choreograph a dance that yeah. she competed with and won? Yes, me and Melissa co choreographed that dress. Yes, Melissa um, competed it at UCWC Worlds a few years ago now. Yeah, it was two or three. Yeah, I remember. Um, and it was a really good dance, except for the first eight counts. I hated the first eight counts. That was all Melissa's part. And just didn't look good doing it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so that dance won in the choreography competition that year. That it did. That it did. I remember. I remember uh, watching um, the updates, the live updates, and seeing that come across because you were DJing at Worlds that year, and uh, I was. I was texting you. Um, a lot of people uh, asking in the comments, "What wine are you currently drinking?" Because they said it looks like you're drinking some wine over there. <laughs> oh, it's definitely not wine. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely not wine. Last time I checked, Captain Morgan does not make a wine. Mixed with. Sprite. That's why it looks a little, a little light. So that's why it looks like wine. But that's why it yeah. looks like wine. He mixed it with Sprite. Okay, now yeah, we're gonna get can into we the finish up the uh, choreography thing real quick. Go so ahead. yeah, technically, she she entered the dance, so she won the title. Correct. But the dance is what was judged, so the dance should have won the title, which means, yes, I would have won a title, too. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. Melissa, fix that. Oh, that's good. <laughs> all right, so back to the DJing. Obviously, uh, you're well-known. You travel all over the country. You DJ some of the biggest events. Uh, tips, tricks, someone starting out. If someone was starting out and wanted to be an event DJ, what tips or tricks would you have? Um, and I don't know, maybe not just from going and DJing 
like a beginner all request room, but if they want to make that jump from into the main ballroom, um, cause that's seems to be the, uh, the, uh, struggle if I quite word, uh, defined, um, you pretty much do it all. So, <laughs> you know, it's, that's a good question. And that's a hard one to answer. That's why I um, ask you the big questions. <laughs> so I would say biggest thing, if you, if your goal is to be a main ballroom DJ, pay attention, learn from the people in the main ballroom. Learn, learn from, from me, me, learn from Louie, learn from Joe. Watch, watch, watch what, what we all do, do and then and make it your own. own. But you have to go through the rite of passage, if you will. There's so many things you learn by working in a beginner room that is critical to your overall DJ success. You can't it's very hard to just jump into a main ballroom and be like, hey, I got this. Because I'll tell you what, you don't. Um, you do. You have to, in the beginner room, you learn on a smaller level how to read a room. You do. That is so true. How to watch people. How to mix things up because you have such a different crowd in there. That is so true. And so then when you move into a main ballroom, now you're doing the same thing, but you're doing it on a bigger level. And the whole goal is to build a party. The main ballroom should be the party room. But yeah, that's, that's kind of what I would suggest. Pay attention to what's going on and definitely like do your time anywhere you can. DJ beginner room, pick up a, pick up a monthly social, pick up, you know, it all comes from practice. Uh, no, Someone just asked, can I just press play? No. <laughs> you I could, but <laughs> <laughs> you could, but I don't know if that works. I mean, yeah, technically you could. And um, you know, like I said, when I first started out, that's all I did was push play. But then you start learning the traits and then you start you start learning the job. And you realize it's not about pushing play. So some of the things I actually do while I'm in the ballroom that people don't realize when I'm sitting in the DJ booth, I'm watching to see who is coming in and out of my room, which instructors, because that's going to change my flow of what I'm playing. I'm also watching to see if there's any potential issues. If, you know, this group over here is getting a little rowdy and they're more bar dance style and they're, you know, trying to take over this section of the floor. Okay. You know, I'm going to go stop that. I'm going to be like, Hey guys, please dance. But this is your area. Don't, don't start moving into here. So you're watching all of these things. Plus you're having to run raffles, the projector screen awards. Keep your glass just, full. You what? Keep your glass full. Keep your glass full. So there's so much more that goes on when you're sitting in the DJ booth that people just don't realize. That is so true. That is so true. That's why you never mess with the DJ unless you're bringing them a drink. <laughs> Which actually I have a new way to handle uh, handle that. Uh-oh. 
<laughs> apparently, so when I was in Texas, apparently his time in quarantine has taught him a little bit. <laughs> so when I was in Texas, um, me and Charlotte had gone to Walgreens, and they had this little Nerf gun. So oh, I decided I'm going to buy this for the DJ booth. Let me guess. You, sh- you, you shoot somebody every time you need a drink? No, just whenever I feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, it was we had so much fun with it. So that's that now lives in my trailer and comes with me to every event. But out of curiosity, by little Nerf gun, define little Nerf gun. Because Nerf guns can range from the size of your finger to the size of a bazooka. So, well, because we bought it at a Walgreens, technically it's not even a Nerf gun. It's an uh, off brand. But so the barrel is about this long. And it holds eight balls. And so it's just, and it's air pressure that shoots it. You pump it. Pump it. Okay, okay. So a uh, new way to get JP's drink. <laughs> Carlos, Carlos <laughs> says it was small. <laughs> Carlos says it was a very small gun. <laughs> it was small. Um, Jen Cameron wants. So, first question from the chat, I'm going to ask. Jen Cameron wants to know about how much do you have invested in equipment, and how often do you have to replace it? I'll start with the replacement question. I try to replace it as little as possible. Um, you know, it 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 varies. You never know when something's going to go wrong. So I've always got a backup plan because um, there's there's you know it's not like a it's not like a car where you can go oh I'm at three thousand miles I need an oil change true I'm at this stuff will fail at the worst possible time so I've always like like I said I replace it when it needs to be but I try to make that as little as possible by taking care of the stuff, making sure it's maintained as well as I can, you know, not pushing too hard, that sort of thing. As far as how much I have invested, I've got enough money invested in my trailer to buy a small car. 20, 30,000. Nice. Well, we do know the laptops are on the newer side. Those, those, those equipment was replaced. Yeah. What about a year and a half ago? Yeah, I, um, yeah, that sounds about right. I think. Yeah, because uh, Motor City was one year. We're in April, so yeah, about a year and a half. Uh, when it uh, for those who don't know, um, we had a little issue at a hotel. Only thing that happened to get only thing that happened to get stolen in the thirty minutes in the time he left the ballroom to close it down for the night before to the next day was his two computers, not the power cords, not the brand new Apple TV sitting in the background. Everything that walked out with the computers. Yeah, the only two things that walked out were the computers, not the hard drives, not the brand new Apple TV sitting on the back of it, not the equipment, not none of my camera gear that was underneath the table next to it. Only thing literally was his two laptops. So I get a, I get a text message at seven thirty in the seven thirty in the morning. Um, I need you to come to the ballroom, <laughs> and uh, I think I think we <laughs> shortly after went to the bar and started drinking. 
they let they let us in and served us beer at like nine o'clock in the morning on Sunday. <laughs> now, and I will say this: that leads into another topic. I know right now the LDF is doing a lot of things to support the people who do this full time with everything that's going on. Um, please make donations to them, help them out because they were one of the groups that helped me when I needed it. And so when I lost, when both those laptops were stolen, they needed to be replaced. They, they helped me out along with, um, a few event directors that I work for all the time. They helped me out as well and said, do you need this? We're going to help you. So, you know, for some people on this circuit, this is their life. This is all they do. This is all they do to make money. So try to support the foundation that helps us. Yes, yes. Very true statement. I know I'll be glad when events start going back up. I'm pretty sure Kelly's getting tired of me being in the house every day. <laughs> I mean, you've only called me a couple of times and I'm getting tired of you. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> all right, so... uh uh, uh, let's get let's get back to the travel question. You now reside in uh, good old Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I do. You moved out here from the West Coast. Uh, biggest changes, biggest differences that you've had to adjust to. What uh, likes, dislikes, stuff like that. Everything moves slower, <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. But I remember when I first got here and I moved in. And I had to go to the grocery store and stock my kitchen for the first time. You're, you're buying a lot of things that you don't normally buy. So I had a big cart full. And the cashier's trying to talk to me about every item in the cart. Oh, have you tried this before? Is this good? Oh, you know what? You come back. You let me know if this is good. <laughs> it's that good old Southern hospitality, man. I don't know. Can you can you just run it up, put it back in the cart, so I can go to the post office, go here, go there, do all this other stuff I have to do? Come on, California boy, I'm ready. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So, uh, this is California boy misses tacos. You miss your Mexican? I do. You do? I don't know how you can. There man. Is, I, I, there's so much good Mexican in Southern California. And I don't know. I I don't know. You have the number. You have the number one barbecue place in the world in your hometown. I don't know. We do. I'm, I'm sorry. That I, I I could eat that every day. Well, I could I could take your place. I can eat McCoy's. I was actually going to say that because we've gone from, you know, for me, I love my Mexican, but I've found a few things here that make up for it. And McCoy's is one of those. McCoy's. If you're ever in Charlotte area, you've got to check them out. Yes. It is so amazing. I've ordered from them takeout now at least four or five times since everything's had to be shut down. It's and probably it's just, a good thing I don't live there during this quarantine because I would probably have their macaroni and cheese delivered every day. Like <laughs> when I just did the trip with when I flew up, flew up and uh, drove up to Fort Wayne with you, and. Uh, we came we back. I, really, I did. I did go twice. I made sure I was only in Charlotte for maybe a total of thirty hours, and I ate there twice. Every yeah. year, at, every year at Big Bang, I eat that food four to five times. Ryan, he definitely takes care takes care of you up there. He is hands down. That place is amazing. I could live off that place. I, it's probably a good thing I don't live there. 
because <laughs> I would uh, I would weigh way more than I already do. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the best thing, my favorite thing on the menu there has got to be the living the dream. Oh. Which comes with, and, and I'm probably going to screw this up because I'm going off of memory, but I mean, you get a sampling of all the meats. So it's got like the pulled pork, it's got the ribs, it's got um, the pot roast, and I want to say um, chicken. And it's just so amazing. I was pissed this last Super Bowl when I left my leftovers there and walked out. Oh, what were you thinking? I don't know. What were you thinking? Yes, for those who don't know, every year at the Big Bang Dance Classic, shout out Will Craig. Miss you, brother. Um, Sunday night, we always close down the event. He throws a huge Super Bowl party at McCoy's. We block off about half the restaurant and... Um, we just get to have fun and go wild, and it's we get to watch the game on all the TVs, and um, we get to just eat the great food. And let me tell you, you do not leave hungry. <laughs> no, there's many times I thought I was going to fall asleep sitting right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there probably is. There probably is. That is for sure. Um, so speaking of the quarantine, uh, how are how are you enjoying? Uh, being at home, I'm pretty sure you're like me. This is one of the longest stretches you've been home in a while. <laughs> I, I, I know for me it is. Um, Do what? It's. I'll tell you what. I'm going crazy. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, unfortunately, right now I've had a little issue at my home, so I can't even quarantine there. So I'm staying with a friend of mine in her guest room. And... You know, that, that makes it a little tougher because all these projects and things I would have worked on, I can't do. Right. And my other career is real estate, and that's pretty much shut down here as well. Yeah, it might be a little so, hard to sell a house if you can't show it to someone. Just a, just a exactly. hunch. Virtual is exactly. good and all, but people want to see the real I'm, thing. I'm not going to walk into a house, and, or I'm not going to buy a house without being able to step foot into it. True. I would not do it either. And um, my better half, Kelly, uh, is over here commenting, JP, that, yes, please let them get back on the road. She wants us gone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't blame her. <laughs> I, I miss it personally. It's, I don't know. If it, it, from my standpoint, I love being on the road. Um, granted, I do love my home time. I love being home with, with, with Kelly, and I love getting to do stuff here. But I nice love back, I love being – well, I am very fortunate my significant other does work on the road with me. So um, I get to share my passion, my dream with, with the love of my life. So I'm very fortunate for that. Um, but I love being on the road. I love doing events. I love doing the floor. I love um, sharing <laughs> as he pours his Captain Morgan in his glass. Um, I love being able to share – my passion for dance with everybody with the live feeds. I, I love it. I, I don't know where I would do without it. Um, I lucked out. I thoroughly love my job. So I'm one of the so, few that like are not enjoying being not working. <laughs> I feel like this interview is switched now. Um, and it's, you know, your spotlight. So tell me, where, what do you see happening when this is all over? Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Um, hopefully, back to an event. 
hopefully we get an event soon. Um, I think, um, and uh, on a side note, J Jen Cameron says you're pouring a little light there, JP. <laughs> um, I mean, it's still only 530. True. Um, I, I'm looking forward to getting back on the road. I think the next one that's scheduled that has yet to be canceled um, on my schedule is Linus Marathon. Um, everything I was supposed to have up until then has canceled so far, for sure. Um, we had Boston canceled, uh, swing event, wedding. Um, the wedding got moved um, that we were supposed to do. Um, and then Nulu Open got canceled in the middle of May. Steve actually canceled Linus Spring Break at the end of April. So the actual next one um, that's on my agenda is Marathon. How about you? What are you doing after this? Um... I've got a few things I'm going to do after this. Oh, that's Definitely, good. Definitely. Um, once this all finishes up and we can, we can travel again and get back to normal life, uh, I'll be booking a flight up to Canada, see Charlotte. Yes. And then right after that, that I, I'm looking forward to uh, Will Craig's Big Bang Dance Classic Red, White, and Blue Cruise, which will be August, I want to say, 29th through September 6th. And it's it's just going to be a blast. It's got Suzanne Wilson and um, Joey Warren, Will Craig, Ryan Fiona, and then I'll be your DJ. So I mean, we can't go wrong. It's going to be a good time. It is going to be a, an amazing cruise. Um, but yeah, first thing first, get back up to Canada, see the girl, and then uh, go on a cruise. Nice, nice. Um, Jamie Marshall wants to know when was your first event. All she does is remember that you were very, very young. Did you have hair then, at least? Not really. I wish I could say I did. <laughs> it's, um, I've had this hairline since I was in high school. I mean, it's gotten worse, but it's been hair. <laughs> so my first event... Oh, what was it? I think my first event was the Riverside Dance Classic in California. Yeah, it was a UCWC event. That does sound old. Yeah, it was – I would have been 17, 16, 17. Oh, wow. That's what, 30 years ago? Actually, no, I take that back. Hold on. That was the first event I traveled to. We had one locally in town that I had no idea what it was. None of us did. Um, guy by the name of Vince, he used to have Friday Night Dance every week at the American Legion. And we'd go, and then I started DJing under him and teaching and, you know, doing my thing. Um, he had an event called – I don't remember what it was called. But he brought in all the people from up and down the West Coast, Michael Barr, Michelle Burton, uh, Charlotte Skeeters, Hetty McAdams, everybody who was everybody on the West Coast. And he had competition – I competed. I had no idea what I was getting into. I got my ass kicked by one of my good friends now, Jeremy Oldham. I don't know if he's watching this or not. He lives in Sacramento with his wife, Jody. But yeah, that's that was my first experience with an event. And then the one that I actually traveled to was Riverside Dance Classic. Nice, nice. Where, where and to give you an idea of how long ago this was, me and my parents, because they both dance as well, learned Mbop from Gene Moreau. 
as a brand new dance. Yeah, you're old. That's Shut going up. back there. That's I see the crane here too. I, I think I'm actually older than you, so I really have no room to talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question that came across, and uh, it actually came from Kelly because she wants to tell, wants me to tell it. It says, exp- and I'm gonna have to explain this to JP because he can't see it. It says. Is there a story about the oh, no, hashtag? I've got, I've got Facebook pulled up here too. Oh, you do. Okay, so explain the ha- story about the hashtag under JP's name. LOL. Um, so underneath our names, we I put um, our Instagram handles for the guest and myself. Um, Trevor had his. JP, Big Jim had his. JP has not come into 2020 and got anything on social media but Facebook. No Instagram. I still have my phones. Again, he's just called up MySpace. Brian McWhorter, teach your friend how to be a little more social, please. This is this is just not good. So he had no Instagram handle for me to put. So I put the hashtag that everybody that I share with everybody about him, and it's hashtag DJ Baby Boy Bunny Killer times two. So, um, I'm going to let JP tell you how he got the name because <laughs> it's in two parts. So doing my best Guyton impression, what happened was. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. I was impressed. <laughs> I was staying with my friend uh, Melissa in Indiana. Shout out to Melissa because I know you're watching. Melissa's there. She has her son, Chase, who – I don't know how – what is he now? Six, seven, six? I'm probably way off. Anyway, he was probably about three or four at the time. And whenever I'd come visit, he'd always want to ask me a question. And it had to be a secret question. <laughs> and the question always was, can I play with your iPad? So me, Melissa, and her oldest daughter, Kayla, are sitting around. We're talking. We're having a serious conversation about something. And Chase comes up, up and he asks, he goes, JP, I have a question. And I said, hold on. We're, you know, we're talking. And so he stands there for a minute and waits. But, you, I mean, you know, kids get impatient. He goes, JP, I have a question. And I said, buddy, we're talking. you got to hold on. So he walks out to the living room. And is out there for a few minutes and finally decides to yell, JP, come here. I have a question. And I said, hold on. I'll be there in a minute. Well, then, and I don't know. I don't know if Melissa calls him this or not, but he yells, baby boy, come here now. So that's where the baby boy comes from. Um, Bunny killer. One of my trips to, I want to say it was Fort Wayne, I ran over two rabbits on the interstate. One going there and one coming there, so I'm bunny killer times two. And then obviously the DJ portion comes because I push play. (laughs) So yes, we gave JP his own uh, nice hashtag. Um, I still say we paint a mural on your trailer with a nice little evil bunny looking thing. Coming out, <laughs> DJ Baby Boy. I do have, 
I've already my trailer's been tagged. I've got graffiti on it. I'm okay that, with that. That's what I'm saying. It's already been tagged. I say the next time we get together, we get a bunch of paint and um, go to town and have a little fun with it. It might be a little entertaining. <laughs> right? No, I say, I'm down. Let's so, do it. So I think there. Um, someone's asked Chai Lee, um, "What's going on with continuing of the spring cleaning event in San Diego? Your event that you had." Um, that event is no longer. Unfortunately, I loved it. It was a great time. We had so much fun. But with me living in North Carolina, it's not feasible to continue. Gotcha. Um, I'm actually going to ask you the same question we asked JP, uh, Big Jim. If you could hold an event anywhere, anytime, any location in the world, where would it be? And if money I already know that. that. If money was no object, first five instructors you invite. So location, I would hold in San Diego at the Hotel Del Coronado. Is that that room you called me about that has a circle and you'd want yep. the round dance? We're not making a round dance floor. Sorry. <laughs> but you make it happen. Yeah, well, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> but no, this this hotel is gorgeous. It's on the beach. They've got so much ballroom space. It was built in the 1800s. Um, nice. It does sound we're talk beautiful. We're talking for a weeknight. The the cost is three four hundred dollars a night on a weeknight for a room. That's a little. It's definitely up there. <laughs> yeah. But if if money was no object, this concern. is true. This is this is where I would go, and I would do the event there. Um, staff, wow. This is the hard. I do find it funny. This has been the hard. The location really wasn't hard for neither one. Um, they both had a general idea. Uh, it's been the staff, and and I don't know. I, I can. Uh, well, here's here's the problem with the staff. Um, I don't want to piss off anybody. Okay, the question is the first five you contact, not your entire staff. It's just the first five. The guaranteed that that first five you'd reach out to right off the bat, you're starting up a new event. This is not a, this is not a, this is the only five. We've learned that in events. <laughs> so the first five... I'd, I'd bring in Shane. Good old McKeever. Yep, who's now bald like me. <laughs> um, I would bring in... I would go Shane. I would go Fred. I'm going to bring two people out of retirement since money is no option or no concern. Two? <clears throat> I'm going to bring Guyton and Will back out. Nice. And that leaves me with one more. It does. You're very male populated right now. Figured I'd let you know that. <laughs> I, I had a remark to that, but I feel like I would get a lot of hate mail from the women. Um, 
I would probably I would bring in Maddie. Madison Glover, the Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. That's a good that's a good five. That is a really good five. I I I, I could see why that would be the first five. <laughs> Danny says you do like your boys. Danny would know. Danny, Danny, Danny. Uh, let's see what other questions I have uh, going in there. Uh, going back to some of your DJ stuff. Um, what is your proudest moment as a DJ? What is that one moment where you just you sat back and you were like, "Yes." Honestly, there's two that come to mind. Okay. Um, first one would be at Marathon many, many years ago. Um, and anybody who's been to Marathon knows Scott's show is extremely involved. <laughs> yes. Shout uh, out to Scott. Louie puts in a lot of work on that show behind the scenes that nobody realizes. Does. So Saturday night, once the show ended, I was supposed to come on for a couple hours. Um, Louie was so exhausted from the show that he, he ended up not coming back to take over for late night. This was the first time at a major event that I was left doing late night ballroom. And... It was 7.30 in the morning when Louie came downstairs for morning stuff, and I still had people dancing on the floor. Um, so that was, that was a very proud moment for me that I went, you know, wow, this is huge. Um, another moment is what have been UCWDC Worlds a few years ago. I got... This was when they were doing the World Dance Games. Um, so it was like an Olympic-style yep. type thing. I got thrown into DJing that, and it required a lot of backgrounds and bumpers and music of that nature. And so I'm, I'm doing this, and after it was all over, I didn't realize... Um, Louie was watching via the live stream and sent me a text and said, dude, you knocked that out of the park. Your background music was on point. You picked the exact, exact things to play. And so that, you know, that meant a lot. That went a long way. Cause I went, okay, somebody who you know, he gets hired to events only for background and bumpers. This is true because he's, because he's good at it. He is very good. So, he is the king of finding that that little yeah. that little song, that little glitch, that little right. little little thing to throw in there. Um, so, so hearing that went a long way for me. Yeah, um, I have to say one of my favorite moments as a DJ. Um, when did we go back to you? This involves you. Oh yeah. So just <laughs> sit there and drink your wine for a minute. <laughs> Um, was, I, I'm going to bring this up because it was one of the very first marathons I ever DJed. And, um, on a Friday night, I think 
I think it was Tim and Alice that were DJing the main ballroom. It wasn't Louie. Louie had the night off. Um, and uh, me and you were supposed to do... One of us was supposed to do the one room. One of us was supposed to do the other. And we convinced Gene and James to let us take the wall down. And um, That's we went nice. back and forth. And we did the East Coast versus West Coast battle. And we went song for song to see who could fill the two floors up the most. And, That's uh, right. We, I do remember that. We, we went back and forth for hours. And all of a sudden, I just remember Gene and James coming in yelling at us because we took everybody out of their main ballroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we came in and was hanging out. We had the... We had the couches behind our booth. Oh, we, we had, had, the two we had stage. a great time. And it literally really was. It was set up back and forth. We had two different systems. Yep. I was on one system on the far end. You were on another system on the other far end. Yep. And we literally and we went back and we were talking smack during yep. every song. It was we awesome. Were... It was a really cool experience. Um, we haven't, I haven't seen anybody do it since. I, I haven't seen it done anywhere since. Um, no. And, li- and literally, that's what we did. We did that all night on a Friday night, and uh, we had an absolute blast. Um, we just literally would go one song, one song, one song, one song, back and forth, and we just we just had a ball. We had a big party in the two side rooms at Marathon, and I can just remember James Gregory's face walking in, giving us a look like, oh, great, here we go. And he was just like, what are you two idiots doing? And I'm like, well, we had, we had so much fun. We that did. Night. And I remember I, my favorite smack talk to you of the night. <laughs> I remember this. I remember that still to this day. Yes. Um, you were sitting over there. You were getting ready to play a song. <laughs> yep. And Louie walks into the ballroom unrelated just because. Just to come hang out. Just to come in. And I got on the mic and I went, what's the matter, Kelly? You had to call on the big dogs? Yes, I remember that. And all he did was <laughs> plop down on the couch and take a nap. <laughs> Literally, he came in the back of the booth, plopped down on the couch and sat there drinking his Baileys and <laughs> rested. Right? Um, so Big Jim wants to know, do you miss DJing weddings? <laughs> I miss the money from DJing, DJing weddings. weddings. But the weddings themselves, no. Um, all this setup and tear down for a five-hour reception, <laughs> having to deal with the brides and the mothers, and just it, it's a lot. Now, granted, I've had a few couples that I absolutely loved working for, um, to where you know. When, when we would have our final consultation, they would actually come to me and go, we wish you were coming to the wedding as just our friend. We don't want you working. Like, we want you to hang out with us. Um, and then there's the others that I'll never forget. I had this couple. They wanted a Rat Pack theme for their wedding. <laughs> Great. I love that music. I really do. So... We we come up with a plan, and I tried to convince them. I'm like, you know, let's use it, let's use it more for background, more for dinner, and then you know when we start dancing, we can do some of it, but let's keep with that idea and and dance through the decades, like you know, move from Rat Pack, you move know, from, into that's good, yeah. And they're like, no, 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 we really want Rat Pack all night. And I went, okay, it's your wedding. 
Um, 30 minutes into the reception, the bride comes up to me and goes, can, can we go with your idea? <laughs> of course they did. Um, so will Craig ask, and this is a really good question and you get you, this is actually a really good one. I actually love this one. Will, um, who are the instructors slash choreographers that you could just sit and watch dance all night long? I, I, I probably know a couple on your list. I, I probably know a couple on your list because they're on everybody's list that just stop and they watch. You know, that's that's a tricky question to answer because it all depends on the song, their mood. Well, that well, no, not even that, their mood. Yes, this is true. If John Robinson is in a mood that night and he wants to party and have a good time, and oh. I, I love watching him do that. Yes, I love it when I DJ a beginner slash all request room and uh, he comes in and if he's coming, I can always tell the difference. Like when he comes in bouncing, oh, I know it's going to be a party night. I know it's going to be one of those nights where we are going to just, we're going to do everything under the sun. He's going to get everybody up. He's going to, yeah. And and if he comes in, just randomly reads the list and that's when I know, okay, he's not really there yet. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, it's it's a hard one to answer because, yeah, there's people I love watching. Um, I do enjoy watching – I like watching Maddie. She's got she's got a unique style for her. It's, it's a cross between – I don't even know how to explain it. But I like her style. Rachel, I can watch Rachel doing Poetry in Motion all night. Love that. Um, when Guyton actually feels like dancing, I enjoy that. Yes. You know, it. like I said, it's just it, a lot of it comes down to that particular event and that particular mood in the room. It's just it's hard to tell. If you put uh, John and Jamie next to each other and they're both in the right mood. Yes. Or it's a John- show. That or John and Jill. I got some great John video and clips and great pictures of John and Jill Babinick. And right. let me tell you, they're priceless. They're hysterical. So, you know, it completely depends because the people I want to watch at this event, you the next not. one, right. I, I might not. I think um, there is one is person the- that I think I could do it no matter what. Um, and it doesn't matter if it's his choreography or someone else's. Um, Roy had as a Brodo. Oh, it's absolutely. Just, it's just something he could be dancing, swing your chains. He could be dancing, have fun, go mad. He could be dancing skinny love. It doesn't matter. He brings, he changes. It's almost, he adapts a pers- different personality for every song he dances to. And it doesn't matter. Oh, absolutely. And he's, oh. he's one of my favorites to watch too. Yeah. Um, you watch him, and Brian Baratoskis and yes. um, God, I'm missing the foursome. But you watch them get out there doing swing arms. Yes. Holy. Yes. Um, I have a video um, from. I have a thing I have a from marathon was Brian was out there with Shane McKeever, um, doing it, and then I know we made Brian and Roy do it at Indy <laughs> the one year. <laughs> But Roy, Roy is amazing to watch. So is Fiona. If you yes. guys have not checked out 
her superstar winning solo routine, yes. go watch it. It's awesome. T-Rex routine and was. That's the part is about both of them. If you want to, come on the Big Bang Dance Classic cruise. Because they're both going to be there. <laughs> nice segue. Nice segue. Tiger Week in an intimate environment. Uh, nice segue. Um, Jim Stankowitz just added Fiona Murray as well. And uh, Rob Glover. Um, and yes, definitely Mr. Glover. He has that, he has that definite ability about him to just adapt and show his personality no matter what he's dancing. Right. <laughs> Danny. Danny, free commercial time. <laughs> of course, let's have her, he's going to advertise it every chance he gets. I don't blame him. I would too. As Jen says, she can't wait for the cruise because Jen Cameron's going on it. I would also like to say, if you're looking for a very nice rum that's not too hard to swallow... <laughs> Check out Captain Morgan Spiced. It's very good. Finishes smooth. Goes great with Sprite, Coke, or root beer. <laughs> no, this one is not sponsored by Captain Morgan. Um, I don't think we can afford that sponsorship. <laughs> um, any last touching words, JP? Uh, advice you'd like to give? Um, Shout-outs, comments? I, I really don't. I mean, we've touched on a lot of things. We did. We touched on uh, pretty much every aspect of your career. Um, yeah. Every aspect of things you do, the DJ and the choreography, the instructing. Um, I do believe because did you just you just did teach last year at Peach State, so you did teach recently I did. too. I don't, I don't teach, teach as much as, much as I, I used to, to, but I don't, don't mind, mind teaching, teaching, and I'd actually I don't mind doing it. I'd love to do it a little bit more. I don't. Well, feel I, I hear you know a guy that that has a cruise coming up where you're a DJ on. He might let you teach a class. <laughs> Wait, there's a cruise coming? Does it happen to be August 29th through September 2nd, 6th? Yes, yes, it does. Uh, no, what I decided a while ago was the fact in my opinion you have to choose between the two you can't be a professional instructor on the circuit and the professional dj because if you're jumping out on the floor trying to dance stuff with the students True. now it's taking attention away from the room where it should be focused and coming up with your set list, coming up with what's going on. You know, oh, Fred just walked in the room, so I'm going to play Revolution. Or it, it takes your intention away from that. So when I decided to go DJing more, I gave up the teaching side. Makes sense. Makes sense. Get, get your focus in on one. Absolutely. Uh, uh, for those that want to see it, Chris Gonzalez just shared the uh, YouTube link to uh, Shane, Roy, Fiona, and Brian dancing swinging ours. Awesome. Um, and he also shared the YouTube link to Fiona's T-Rex uh, solo from Worlds this past year that won her the Superstars World title. So Amazing routine. It was an amazing routine. Um, I, I watched it. Your open arms the same again. <laughs> this is true. So thank you, JP, so much for coming on episode three. Um, it was a blast uh, having you. Um, I do. I don't think I could have done it this week uh, for my first week of having the show without three of my closest friends 
uh, you, Big Jim, and Trevor. Um, I appreciate it. Um, like I said, we're at the end of the show. Without further ado, I am going to announce the next five guests. Um, and uh, here we go. Spoiler alert, it's going to be me all five times. <laughs> I don't know if people can handle me and him for five days in a row, which that could be interesting if we did a show where just me and you host. <laughs> On Monday, we got superstar Brian Barakowskis. On Tuesday, John Robinson, Mr. Showcase. On Wednesday, we have event director extraordinaire, Mrs. Jennifer Cameron. On Thursday, we got Michelle Reesley all the way from across the pond. And Friday, we get a bonus. We got both Amy and Darren Bailey. Thank you guys so much for joining us for through this first week and joining me and JP today. Don't forget, follow us on Facebook and YouTube. We go live on both. And uh, we'll see you Monday at 5 p.m. Enjoy. <laughs>